Good morning, everybody. So, uh, it really is a schist to come together to learn, to make a chanas for Pesach. You know, like every yantif, uh, every yantif needs its own preparation. But preparation always always need to be done on two fronts. There's the physical preparation, which definitely Pesach uh, has. And then there's the spiritual preparation, that one just as equally important that a person has to go through, which uh, one fulfills that by learning the halachas of the yantif, and by trying to apply the halachas, you know, in terms of one's of Adis Hashem, to try to really connect body and soul to the Yantif itself. So that's what we're going to try to do. So we'll learn a little bit, uh, a certain aspect of Hilchas Pesach, a certain aspect of the Seder night. We'll see a little bit of halacha, and then we'll see how it applies to the Avadis Hashem, and what our Avadis is, and how to uh, connect to it, both body and soul. Okay. So what I want to share with you for this morning, just a little bit, is really primarily... Uh, a vart from the Ragged Shover. Okay, I'll share with you a vart from the Ragged Shover with two horrors that uh, that I'll 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 try to elaborate on after I tell you the vart. But you know, uh, a Ragged Shover, you need a little uh, preparation for going in. Okay, so it's not too complicated, but just just know in advance it's a Ragged Shover. Okay, so here we go. So we know that uh, the Gemara tells us that one of the mitzvahs of Pesach is to eat more. Yeah. And we know that technically speaking, the Pasik says, Almatzis Muroyim Yechlu, that you have to eat Mar on Pesach night. But we know that according to Chazal, Midaraisa, the mitzvah of eating Mar Midaraisa, was only at the time of the Beis Hamikdash when there was also carbon Pesach. Almatzis Muroyim Yechlu, you eat the Mar when you have a carbon Pesach as well. So by the times of the Beis Hamikdash, there were three things that Midaraisa person had to eat Pesach night. You have the carbon Pesach, you have Matzah and Mar. Those are all Daraisa. Nowadays, we don't have a carbon Pesach, there's no, there's no uh, base to make this, we don't have carbonus anymore. Matzah is still Daraisa, but Mar is only Midrabana. Okay, but that's, so Mar by the times of base to is Daraisa, Mar nowadays is Midrabana. Fine. Now, along with Mar, whether it's Daraisa or Darabana, we also, uh, we're all familiar with this, that when you eat Mar, you dip it into Haraisis. Now, this idea of dipping Mar into Haraisis, where is this coming from? So again, it's Gemaram Sachem, it's a Sukim Sachem. And in the Gemara B'Sachem, where it talks about this idea of the metabel, of dipping uh, into Haraisas, the Gemara really gives two reasons or two explanations of what's going on with this inn of Haraisas. Number one, the first thing the Gemara mentions is that it has, it has some way of softening the intensity of the mar. Maybe there's even some sort of poisonous element or some, some unhealthy element in the mar that might, possibly might be. So you dip into Haraisas to soften it. That's one side of the Gemara. And the Gemara says another Indian is that Haraisis also is Zechlitit, right? It's a commemoration for the, uh, for the, uh, for whatchamacallit, for the Avdus of Mitzrayim, Zechlitit, like the mortar and so on. So there's an Indian of dipping into Haraisis. Now, what's interesting is, is that those are not just two random explanations. Fundamentally, those are two different uh, ways of viewing this Indian of Haraisis. The first side of the Gemara, that it's just purely necessary to soften the blow of the Mara, then there is no mitzvah of dipping into Haraisis. It's not a mitzvah. It's not one of the mitzvahs of the night. The mitzvah is to eat Mara. No. Uh, there's something dangerous, there's something unhealthy about the Mara, so you, so you need some sort of uh, way of softening that, so you dip into Haraisis. But Haraisis, the, the act of dipping into Haraisis, this inning of dipping into Haraisis, is not a mitzvah. It's just there to soften the difficulty of the Mara. That's, that's the first angle of the Gemara. The other angle of the Gemara, then no, 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 it's Zechel that's altogether a different idea. That's telling us that dipping into haraisis is not only there as a way of softening. It's a mitzvah. There's an in, one of the one of the inyanim of Pesach night. So you have 
saying the Haggadah, you have Dalat Kaisis, you have Matzi, you have Mar, and you have dipping into Kaisis. And dipping into Kaisis is Echelitit. Okay, now those are two fundamentally different, different shitas. <clears throat> and so the question is, how do we pass? And I'll tell you what the Nafkabin is going to be in a moment. The Rambam writes the following thing, and you'll see what the Nafkamin is going to be. The Rambam says that by the times of the Beis Hamikdash, again, you had Pesach, Matzah, and Mara. So we know that, that, that the way it was supposed to be done, the Rambam says, at the times of the Beis Hamikdash, you would eat it all together, right? You make a hill, a hill sandwich. Karcham, Yachad, put it all together. Now the Rambam says, and again, it's in, in the halachas of Chamesh uh, and Matzah, Perachas, the Rambam says that that's the way it was supposed to be. You put them all together. And the Rambam says, you put them all together, and then you take that sandwich and dip it into Chorosis. Okay. The Rambam says, by the time of the Beis HaMikdash, though, if for whatever reason a person decided or made a mistake and did not eat it all together, and you decided to eat it separately, fine, kacha, so you eat it separately. It says the Rambam, but you should know that if you're eating it separately, then you've got to make sure to dip the mar into Chorosis. And says the Rambam, you also got to dip the matzah into Chorosis. Matzah also has to be dipped into Chorosis. Says the Rambam, that was true by the times of the Beis Hamikdash that both Mar has to be dipped into Chareses and Matzah has to be dipped into Chareses. Now again, uh, the way it's supposed to be is that it's all in one big act of dipping because it's in one big sandwich. But theoretically, if you deconstructed the sandwich, you would have to dip the Mar into Chareses and the Matzah into Chareses. Says the Rambam, Bizman Hazeh, this again, it's in Perches and Hilchas Chametz and Matzah, says the Rambam, even Bizman Hazeh, ain't some carbon, we don't have a carbon, so... There's no sandwich that we're making. We're eating matzah by itself and mara by itself. Says the Rambam, so what do you do? So you make hamaitzi and alachilas matzah. Umetabel matzah b'chareises. You dip the matzah into chareises and you eat it. Then you make a bracha alachilas mar and you dip the mar into chareises and you eat it. In other words, what the Rambam is telling us is, is that bizman or nowadays, when you're eating mar, you have to dip into chareises. And eating matzah, you have to dip into chareises. Where's this idea of dipping matzah into chareses? So the Achorinim explain. The explanation is very simple. The Rambam is paskening that the Indian of chareses is not only there to soften the blow of the mar. Right? Remember, if, if the first side of the Gemara, the first explanation of the Gemara, that the whole Indian of chareses is what? Is to soften, to take away the poison of the mar, then the only thing to eat chareses with is mar. There's no, there's no other reason to, to eat it. But the other side of the Gemara, no, no, no. There's an Indian Pesach night to dip into chareses. So the Rambam understands, well, if that's the idea, then it's not necessarily specifically, you know, uh, a mar thing. There's a mitzvah Pesach night, whatever you're eating, to dip into chareses. So it says the Rambam, so you dip mar into chareses, good, so dip matz into chareses. And this is true by the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Again, it might not be so noticeable, because you're making it one big sandwich. But it was true by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, that what you're eating, you have to dip into Chareses. And nowadays also, you're eating matzah, you're eating mar, you dip both into Chareses. This is the sheet of the Rambam. This is the sheet of the Rambam. And this is not, he's not the only one. There's a whole slew of Ga'inim. The tour brings down a whole bunch of Ga'inim that also say like this, that, that there's an Indian, that we paskin, again, this, this is how the Rambam paskins and the Ga'inim, that dipping into Chareses is a mitzvah by itself, Zeichelitit. And because of that, the Indian is not specific to marer, Whatever you're eating, Pesach night, matzah and mar, dip both into chareses. The Rambam, many guidance, that's the shita. Yeah, yeah, the Rambam says that's, that's exactly what he says. So by moitzi matzah, you make the brachas, alchils matzah, you eat it in the and you eat it. Again, it's because chareses is a mitzvah by itself. Say it again? Do you have a different washing of the Rambam? Right, the next for dipping. Yeah, it's like, it's true. You would make the bracha of achilas matzah before. 
even though you would be doing when, but nowadays, yeah. nowadays, yeah. I mean, it was, it was the same. It's the same. It's the same basic procedure that we have now. But the only thing is that the Ram is adding is that before you put the matzah in your mouth, dip it into charesis. Even though you're going to do a hill sandwich later, but that's the mitzvah of matzah. So this is the fundamental you said. Okay, fine. No, so far, it's a chiddush, but that's the Rambam. But again, it's not his chiddush. This is Rambam. This is a shita. What's interesting is the rivet. The rivet, we know, generally speaking, when the rivet doesn't say anything, it means he agrees. If, he, if the Ram, if the rivet sees something in the Rambam that he doesn't like, then he'll he'll say something. He's not shy. When the Rambam says this idea of dipping. Matzah, Mar, and everything into Chareisis by the times of the Vesem Migdash, the Ravid is silent. Presumably, he agrees with this idea. All of a sudden, when the Rambam says, and nowadays as well, that we don't have a Karm Pesach, but nowadays as well, you're supposed to dip Matzah as, with the Mar also into the Chareisis, comes the Ravid, the Ravid says, Zehevel. It's Narishkeit. Zehevel, it's Narishkeit. That nowadays to dip matzah and tcharesis is mamish uh, is hevel. So it doesn't make any sense. Okay. So there's two problems that Acharim have on the rivet. First of all, okay, if you're disagreeing with the Rambam that there's no inyan of dipping matzah into tcharesis, why? Because it means that you're paskining like the other side of the Gemara, that the whole inyan of tcharesis is what? Is just to, so, to take away the poison of the mar, then why are you only commenting when the Rambam makes this point, bizman hazeh? Even by the times of the Beis Hamikdash, the Ravid should also come up and say, "One second, uh, even by the times of the Beis Hamikdash, there's no Indian, there's no Indian of dipping anything but mar into the charesis." So, if the in, so, now the, the, the question, the first question the Acharonim ask is, why is the Ravid only disagreeing with the Rambam about this Indian of dipping matzah into charesis only bezman as if by the times of the Beis Hamikdash, the Ravid has no problem with this shita. You could talk it the more into charesis, the mazach is gesundheit. Nowadays, shtos. Uh, What's the difference? What changed all of a sudden by the times of the base of English? That nowadays there's no Indian of dipping matzah into charesis. That's question number one on the rivet. Question number two on the rivet. We know that throughout Mishnah Torah, whenever the rivet does disagree, he has different ways of of of, of articulating himself. Sometimes he'll say, "Ze'enoi, this is not true," or uh, you know, "Toisu, it's a mistake." This language of hevel is mamish. It's nothing. It's vapor. It, it, this is this is a non-starter. This whole sheet that doesn't. So the achreinim ask. That's a strong language to say. This is not the Rambam's chiddush. Like I said, the tour brings down ga'inim like this. So this is not uh, to say. You want to say you disagree. I understand. You have. You're allowed to disagree, Ravid. But to say that this sheet is mamish a waste of time. It's a waste of space. It's a waste of uh, of breath. Hevel. That's an extreme thing to say. Okay, so these are the questions on the Ravid. So again, boiling it down, what it seems in the sheet of the Ravid is that by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, Avadid is an Indian of dipping matzah into Chareisis. That he's masking to. Bizman Hazer, it's mamish a shtus to dip matzah into Chareisis. So that's the, that's the sheet of the Ravid. The question is, what's the pshat? Okay, all this was preparation for the Ravid show. Okay, fine. You ready? Okay. It's like this. When it comes to all the, the, the mitzvahs of Pesach night, you know, the, eating the matzah and the mar, all, the, all the, the, the eating that we do and drinking that we do Pesach night, so the, the simple way of thinking of it would be is that those are mitzvahs that are fundamentally eating and drinking, right? So that's it. So, uh, you know, by the times of the Beis Hamikdash, there was a mitzvah for, uh, for a kind to eat truma, right? So nowadays, you have a mitzvah to eat matzah. It's, just, it's a mitzvah of eating and drinking. 
happens to be along with Pesach night, there's another mitzvah which is taught, which is Sibritzism, which is, you know, saying over a story and conveying a message of, of Yitzis Mitzrayim. But in the Rishonim, we find that those are not two separate things that happen to coincide on the same night. They're fundamentally interconnected to each other. What I mean? So, for example, we say uh, in Haggadah, right? If you don't elaborate on these three topics, Pesach night, you're not Yoytze. What are the three topics? So, Matzah Zushan Oichlin, Shema, Marzah Shon Oichlin, Shema, Pesach, what's Matzah, what's Mar, what's Pesach? If you don't elaborate on why you're eating these things, you're not Yoytze. Not Yoytze what? Not Yoytze what? Which mitzvah? So many Rishonim say, you know what mitzvah you're not Yoytze if you don't talk about and explain why you're doing it? Not only are you not yaitzi properly the mitzvah Sipritis Mitzrayim, you're not yaitzi the mitzvah of Pesach Matzah and Mar. Now this is a chiddush. That when the, when the Torah says eat matzah, eat mar, or eat the Karm Pesach by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, those are not just acts of eating and happens to be there's a story you have to say as well. No, no, no. We say the story verbally and we say the story uh, physically by eating. When you eat matzah, that's a way, that's another way of communicating the story. When you eat mar, it's another way of communicating the story. Says Rav Gamliel, if you don't articulate and you don't like think of, realize this, then you're not being yaitzah the mitzvah. So when we think about the, 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 the things that we eat Pesach night, and this is again, I guess, kind of an introduction to the rocket shaver. When, when, when it comes to the foods that we're eating Pesach night, we have to think of them in terms of communicating a story. Don't just think of them as things that we eat. It's, it's, it's an act of communication, maybe not verbal, but it's, it's another form of communication. So now, says the Raghat Shavar, Amar like this. I mentioned in the beginning that mid, by the times of the Beis HaMikdash versus nowadays, there's a big change in terms of what we have to eat Pesach night. Obviously the Karm Pesach, that goes without saying, but Mar is also different, right? By the times of the Beis HaMikdash, Mar was Daraisa, and nowadays, Mar is Lomid Rabban. So it says the Raghat like this, don't just view that as a change in the mitzvah of Mar. The mitzvah of Mar, just like every mitzvah of eating Pesach night, is part of communicating the story. It, which means that there's a certain part of the story of Pesach night which is changing from what we have to tell from the times of the Beis HaMikdash to nowadays. It's not just a change in Mar, it's a change in the mitzvah of Sipriti Mitzrayim. What is that change? So it says the Raghat like this, by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, Matzah is the Raisa, and Mar is the Raisa. Okay. Which means, which tells you. And the Korn Pesach is the Raisa, right? That was the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Which means, says the Raghat by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, there are two elements to the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim that you have to communicate. Number one, you have to talk about the Golas. You have to talk about the Golas. You have to talk about the Golas of Mitzrayim. And that is expressed by the fact that there's a mitzvah to eat Mar Pesach night. Midraisa. And at the same time that there's a mitzvah Pesach night to communicate the Golas, you also have an obligation to communicate the Geula. The Geula. And the Geula is expressed by what? By a number of things. I mean, you're leaning. That's a way of expressing Geula. The Matzah also has a way of expressing Geula, right? Because Matzah Zushan Oich Moshema. Why eat the Matzah? Because you had to come out quickly. So Matzah is reflective of of the geul, of the uh, of 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 geula. Now it's interesting. Matzah is a little bit both, right? Because matzah has an element of It has an element of, of, of communicating the geula. It also has a way of communicating the gulas, right? Halach ma'anya, 
But, what, but in other words, the fact that Maror is Midaraisa by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, that is an indicator that the mitzvah of Pesach night is not only to communicate the Geula side of things, but it's also to communicate the Gola side of things. And the Gola side of things is going to be expressed with the Maror, and it's also going to be expressed partially through the Matzah, right? Because the Matzah has this dual quality to it of and That's going to be the picture of Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim, by the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Fine. <clears throat> Comes Bizman Hazeh, and Bizman Hazeh, Mar is now not Mechuyev Midraisa. What does that tell you, says the Ragged Shavar, not just about what you have to eat Pesach night. What does that tell you about the Mitzvah Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim? Says the Ragged Shavar, what that tells you is a Chiddush. That nowadays, the Mitzvah Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim, Midraisa, no longer is about communicating the Golas. Says the Ragged Shavar, you know why? We know what Golas is. We're living. You don't have to be tell us about Golas. The Chiddush of Pesach night, what, the, the, what, what mitzvah still remains, Pesach night, is no longer Mara. Karm Pesach, now we don't have a base of Mikdash. The only thing that remains is Matzah. And says the Ragat Shavar, the meaning of that is, is that from the Torah, Midaraisa, the only element that you have to communicate by Pesach night nowadays is what? Is the Geula side of things. Because that's, that's still Tasa Chiddush. Because we don't have Geula yet. So, says the Raghat Shavar, this is the, 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 the shift that's taking place from Bizman Shabbat Amigdash Hayekayim to nowadays. Bizman Shabbat Amigdash Hayekayim, where there's a mitzvah of eating mar midaraisa, then that tells you altogether an enti- that, that the mitzvah Sibir Yitzitzitzraim is going to contain not only talking about the Geula, it's also going to contain talking about the Gaulas. And once you have both these elements of the story required to be communicated, so Mara communicates the Gaulas. Matzah communicates both Golas and Gula. And all these elements are in play. Nowadays, the fact that Mara is not Midraisa, that is an indicator that nowadays the only part of Yitzis Mitzrayim that Midraisa you have to communicate is not the Golas. It's only the Gula. And that's why Mara, which is purely a Golas stick of food, you don't have to eat anymore. What we eat nowadays is Matzah. But the only side of matzah and the only communication of matzah that nowadays you really have to communicate, midraisa, is the gula side. So nowadays the only thing to really necessary and required to communicate is going to be the gula of matzah. This is all midraisa. So far so good? So far so good. Now, comes the Ragat Shavar, step two. <clears throat> Midrabonon, nowadays you have to eat mar. Right? Midraisa, you don't have to eat mar nowadays. And everything I just said is Midraisa. Midrabanan, though, you have to eat more, which means that Midrabanan, Chazal are telling us, nah, you still have to talk about Galas. Fine. Here's the Nakuda. Says the Ragachava the following idea. We this this additional this addition, Midrabanan, that you have to communicate Galas, that expresses itself in the fact that nowadays you have to eat more, albeit Midrabanan. The question is, does that change the nature of matzah? Because here's the theory, here's the here's the chakira, here's the ragachavra idea. Can Chazal create a darabanan if that darabanan does not have any physical expression? In other words, nowadays, why are you eating matzah? Midaraisa, why are you eating matzah nowadays? Only to communicate one story and one story alone, which is the story of Geula. Chazal want to come and say, Okay, but Midrabana, you have to communicate Golas. But that's not so, and because of that Durabanan element, they're requiring us to do something that we wouldn't have otherwise done, which is eat Mara. But are they, but because of that additional story 
le- story layer to talk about, which is Golas, is that changing anything in the mitzvah of matzah? Are we required to eat more matzah now if matzah is going to communicate Golas as well? No, it's the same kazayas of matzah that you're eating. So the question is, can Chazal create an, a layer of Darabonon if that layer of Darabonon doesn't have any practical effect? Says the Rogachavar, that's the Machlekes between the Rambam and the Ravid. Think about this for a second. By the times of the Beis Hamikdash, every Marah and Charais and Marah and Matzah had to be different to Charaisas. Why? What's Charaisas about? Again, not just to take away the poison of the Mar, right? It's the mitzvah letet, which is Golas. So Marah is a food of Golas. You dip it into Charaisas. Matzah by the times of the Beis Hamikdash is also a dual food. It communicates Geula, true, but it also communicates Golas. So you dip it into Charaisas too. But nowadays. Let's think about this. Nowadays, we, we start, you know, we open our eyes nowadays, midaraisa, no mar, which means that midaraisa, there is no element of matzah that's communicating gulas. Fine, it's all about gula. So that means that midaraisa, there's no Indian of using matzah as a means of dipping into choresis, because matzah is a communication of gula. Dipping into choresis is a communication of gulas, it's not a shidduch. Come as midarabonan. And the Rabbanans say, okay, that's all Midraisa. But we want to introduce a new idea that even nowadays talk about Gaulus. And because of that, they obligate us to eat Mar. Fine, so we're eating Mar, and therefore you dip Mar into Charesis. But could Chazal say, oh, and when you're eating Matzah, also we want that to be a communication of Gaulus as well. Says the Ravid, they can't do that. Because by, by that, adding that layer of communication in, ma, in matzah doesn't, doesn't have any tangible effect. You're st- as far as the mitzvah of matzah is concerned, it's the same kezayis, it's the same act of eating. So ma- the mitzvah of matzah is not being affected at all by this added theoretical darabonan layer. Says the Ravid, any, any darabonan in order for it to be, to be, in order for it to take effect, has to be tangible. It has to make itself known. It can't just be a theoretical idea behind the scenes. If Midaraisa nowadays, matzah is, the act of eating matzah is solely a communication of geula, Chazal can't say, okay, matzah is still the same. It's the same kezayis, it's the same shear, it's the same way of eating, it's the same everything in the midst of matzah, but just also, it's also gulas. There's no such thing. If, it's, if Chazal are adding a darabonet, it has to be tangible. Therefore, says the Ravid, Chazal cannot add another layer into matzah nowadays to make it also communication of gullus if that added layer doesn't affect the mitzvah of matzah in any practical way. Therefore, says the Ravid, nowadays the mitzvah of matzah remains what it is, midaraisa, which is purely a communication of gula. So to dip matzah into charesis doesn't make any sense. Dipping into charesis is a reminder of gullus, and matzah nowadays is purely a food of Geula. By the times of the Beis HaMikdash, where the Torah is defining for us things, and the Torah says, eat, ma, eat Mar, so what, the Torah is already telling us that you have to communicate Gullus as well. Once the Torah tells us you have to communicate Gullus, then Matzah could have these dual, these dual qualities. It could be Guladik, and it could be Gullistik. So Mamela, it makes sense then to dip it into Charesis. But by nowadays, where the Torah says, Mar is out the window, which means that from the Torah, that's where we start. We start with what? That, that the, the matzah that we're eating is just purely guladik. Because there is no need to communicate gulas nowadays. How do I know that? Because there's no mar nowadays. So even in matzah, it's purely a communication of gula. Elamai. So therefore, it doesn't make any sense to dip matzah into, into charesis. 
What are you going to tell me? Yeah, but Midrabanan, they reintroduced Gullus into the storyline. Yeah, but they could introduce all they want if, it, if, if their introduction, if their idea has some tangible effect. So, without, so they could reintroduce Mara. Because without, without the Takana Midrabanan of eating Mara, you're not eating Mara. And now you're eating Mara. So there's something, something tangible. But to just add another layer of intention of why you're eating matzah, that, that's not tangible. And, that, and because of that, Chazal can't add that as a layer of midrabanan. A midrabanan has to be tangible in order for it to be real. If it's not tangible, it's not real. And therefore, since midraisa, matzah starts nowadays as an expression of geula, even if Chazal want to add a layer, a, 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 a layer to it, which is that it's also gullistic, they can't do that if at the end of the day you're eating the same matzah. If Chazal would say that what? That nowadays, because we are trying to introduce another layer of storytelling, even in matzah, so we're telling you to eat more matzah, fine. Because then already there, there's something tangibly different about the mitzvah of matzah that Chazal are, are establishing because of this layer of communication. But if matzah is not being changed, it's the same kazayas, it's the same way, everything is the same about matzah. Then, then the fact that Chazal, they can try all they want, they can intend all they want to add another layer, there's no tangibility. And because of that, one second, because of that, so matzah therefore is unable to be affected by theoretical, theoretical, this is the Chiddush of the Ragachavar in the Sheet of the Ravid, theoretical darabanas don't exist. Theoretical darabanas don't exist. There's no such thing as a, as a darabana which is theoretical. It has to be tangible. And because of that, because they're not trying to make any tangible change in the matzah, so they can't make any theoretical change in the matzah. Them trying to say that matzah now is a communication of gullus, that's a theoretical idea, that's not a tangible idea, and, be, and they can't do that. And because of that, matzah therefore nowadays remains what it is, midaraisa, which is purely a communication of geula, and therefore a geula food dipping into charesis makes no sense. Says the Ravid, zehevel. What does it mean, hevel? It means what you're trying to do Rambam, which is that, that, that Chazal are adding a, a layer of Darabonon to Matzah, that nowadays it's communicating Golos, that's theoretical, it's not tangible, it's a Hevel, Hevel. It doesn't mean that the Shita doesn't make sense. So what, the, the fundamental flaw, says the Raivid, with the, with the, with the Shita of the Rambam is that you're, trying to, that, 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 that you're trying to introduce a Darabonon layer to something which is fundamentally theoretical. It has no tangible, it, it's not a change in the actual matzah. That, that's heaven. So says the Raga Trevor, here's the Nakuda. Again, we're boiling down to this Nakuda. We have a very, very interesting, I think, and fundamental machalekis between the Rambam and the Ravid. Can Chazal, when Chazal establish new dinim and new halachas, can Chazal create a halacha which is purely theoretical? Or does it have to be tangible? This is the Nakuda. Because again, let's break it down. Everyone agrees to the same basic, the basic principles, which is that whatever food you're dipping into charesis better be a gullistic of food. Or better have an element of gullist to it. Otherwise, what are you dipping into charesis? is So it doesn't make sense to dip something that's charesis into charesis. Number one. Number two. Everyone agrees that by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, the communication has to be about gullus and geula. And that's why you ate mar midraisa, and you ate matzah, midaraisa, and so on. So you have to communicate gullus and gula. And therefore matzah, midaraisa, by the times of the base of Midrash, could have a dual element to it. It could be communicating gula, 
and it could also be communicating golas. So by the times of the base of Migdash, what are the foods that communicate golas that are therefore uh, uh, appropriate to dip into charesis? Mara for sure, and matzah too, because they're both foods that at least have an element of golas to them. So you dip it into charesis. But nowadays, that what? Mara is not eating, eating midraisa. So because, from the fact that the Torah says nowadays don't eat mar, what does that tell you about the mitzvah sipriyitzis and sarim? It means that everything you're eating Pesach night is only to communicate one thing, which is ge'ula. So when you're eating matzah Pesach night midraisa, it starts off, matzah Pesach night starts off only a ge'ula food. So it's inappropriate to dip it into charesis, which is seich letet. Elamai, you're going to tell me, yeah, but midraisa and chazal reintroduced mar. They can reintroduce all they want if it, if it, if it makes a practical effect. So they reintroduce the communication of golas, and that has a practical effect in mara, because now you have to eat mara. But in terms of matzah, did that theoretical layer of storytelling actually affect the matzah? No, it's the same kazayas, it's the same, uh, it's the same leaning, it's the same matzah. A theoretical darabonan doesn't exist. So therefore, as far as matzah is concerned, nothing happened. Nothing happened with darabonan as far as matzah is concerned. Therefore, says the Ravid, what is matzah nowadays? Even with all the darabonans of Mara, nowadays matzah is still only a communication of Geula. Therefore, to dip matzah into Haraisas nowadays is, is ridiculous. The Rambam disagrees. Why does Rambam disagree? Because the Rambam fundamentally holds that you could have a theoretical darabonan. And this is the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid. Can Chazal create a layer if you're doing something anyway? This is an akudit. You're doing something anyway, and it's not really being affected and being changed. All Chazal are trying to do is add a layer of intent. Can Chazal do that? Or could Chazal only create something if it's tangible? Says the Ravid, they could only create something if it's tangible. If it's not tangible, as far as Rabbanon are concerned, it doesn't exist. And therefore, matzah, the tangibility of matzah, is not being affected by this second layer of storytelling. Therefore, the second layer of storytelling simply does not exist by matzah. Says the Rambam, not true. If Chazal want to reintroduce an element of galas, they can do that with mar, certainly, because they, now they're telling you to eat mar, which otherwise you wouldn't have done. And they could also do that for matzah. Ah, it's only a theoretical thing in your mind. The actual matzah is not being changed by it. So what? Chazal can make theoretical halachas as well. And this is the fundamental machlekes between the Rambam and the Ravid. So the Ravid, again, the Ravid agrees that you should dip matzah into charesis by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, because then part of matzah was communicating golas. But nowadays, to, to, to say that matzah nowadays is going to be reinvented midrabanan as a communication of golas, zehevel, that's a theoretical concept. It's not tangible. The matzah starts off as a communication of gula, and it's not being ultimately changed by, by this layer of storytelling. That's the machlekes between the Ram and the Ravid. That's the Ragachan. Okay. Fine? We're still alive. Made it through, yeah? Okay. Two horrors. Two horrors. Number one. The fundamental Yisai that the Ramba, that the Ravid, a few more minutes. The fundamental Yisai that the Ragachan is working with is this change, right, from the times of the Beis HaMikdash to nowadays, right? This is the, the fundamental idea. By the times of the Beis HaMikdash, because Mar is Midaraisa, so it means that the story we have to tell is both the story of Geula and a story of Golas. So that's by the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Nowadays, Mar is not Midaraisa, so all that we have to communicate now is the story of Geula. Okay, why? So the Rogachever said, he, he, he writes this, uh, you know, all, everything he says is very, very short. This is even shorter. But the, the Raghachar says, you know why? He says, because by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, 
they, Golis is a chit. They have to hear about Golis because they weren't in Golis, yeah? But nowadays, we're in Golis. So, you know, so Golis is not a chidish to us. You have to hear about Gula. Let me say one, one second. What Golis are we in? We're in Golis Mitzrayim. We're in America. Says the Rogan Shavar. Nowadays, because you're in Golis anyway, so you don't have to talk about the Golis of, of in Sibri's you don't have to talk about the Golis of Mitzrayim because you're in Golis. By the times of the base of Migdash, so they weren't in Golis. They have to talk about Golis too. One second. We're different Golises. I understand. If part of the CPU Tisman was to talk about the Golis of America, I get it. We don't have to talk about the Golis of America. We're living it. But the Golis that we have to that, that we're talking about by Pesach night is not the Golis of America, it's not the Golis of Mitzrayim. So what's the Rakhash we're talking about? Nowadays, because we're in Golis, we don't have to talk about the Golis of Mitzrayim. We're not in the Golis of Mitzrayim. Elamai. So what do you see from the Ragajavar? We are in the Golis of Mitzrayim. You know, according to Chazal, we all know that there's four exiles, right? From the time, uh, very beginning, right? the, the Chazal saying the Medrash on the first uh, couple of Sukkim of Chumash, there are four exiles, right? What are the four exiles? So number one is Bavel, right? And you have Paras and Madai, you have Yavan, and you have Yadai. Well, Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is not the first Golis. Says the Maral, and it's the aside in all this farm, and this is what the Rugged Shavar is, is coming from, is that Golis Mitzrayim should not be seen as just number one, we have four exiles. One, two, three, four. What's Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim, the entire experience of Mitzrayim, both the Golas of Mitzrayim and the Gul of Mitzrayim, has to be seen not as a historical event, just the first time we were in Golas and Gula. Mitzrayim, everything revolving on Mitzrayim is a seed from which all of the future experiences of Golas and Gula will come from. Therefore, nowadays when we're in Golas, we're not in Golas of America by itself. This is a branch, an extension of Golis Mitzrayim. Therefore, says the Ragged Shavar, by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, where they weren't in Golis, they weren't in Mashiach Tzayt either, so they're sort of like somewhere in between, so they have to talk about everything. They have to talk about the Golis of Mitzrayim, because they're not experiencing Golis, but they have to talk about the Gula of Mitzrayim, because the Gula of Mitzrayim, which is Mashiach, which is the seed that would eventually produce the real Gula, which is Mashiach, they're also not experiencing yet. So when you're living in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, then you've got to talk about everything, because you're sort of an in-between stage. You're not in pure Gullahs, you're not in pure Gullah. Nowadays, that we, that we are in pure Gullahs, but what Gullahs are we in? The Gullahs that we're in is an extension of what? Of the Gullahs of Mitzrayim. So says the Raghav Shavar, so you have to communicate Gullahs, you're living it. What, you, what do you have to communicate nowadays, Midraisa? You have to communicate Gullah. You have to communicate Gullah. Now, Midrabanan, Chazal add an element that even nowadays you have to communicate Golis. Why? I don't think that needs much explanation. We get used to the life that we're living. And very often we get used to it to such a degree that we don't even recognize it as Golis. So Madrabanan, they come and say, even nowadays, remember that you're in Golis. Communicate Golis. Remind yourself of Golis. But this is just our number one that you see from this entire picture of the Ragachavar, which is that Mitzrayim, the Golis of Mitzrayim, is the seed of all Golises. And the Geula of Mitzrayim is the seed of all Geulas culminating with the coming of Mashiach. And therefore, again, this is the, this is the framework that the Ragachar is coming from. So when you're living in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, Nishtahin, Nishtaher, you're not living in Gaulas, but you're not really living in Geula yet either, because Mashiach didn't come yet. So as far as your relationship with the storyline of Yitzis Mitzrayim, you're somewhere in between the Gaulas of Mitzrayim and the Geula of Mitzrayim, so you've got to communicate both. But nowadays, we're very much living Gullus, 
So because of that, and what is, where does even our goals come from is just an extension of Gauls Mitzrayim. So Gauls Mitzrayim are necessary to communicate Midraisa. What do we have to communicate still? Obviously we still have to communicate Geula, because Geula is something that's still a Chiddush to us, that's still beyond our horizon. That's the east side, horror number one from the Ravitcher. Okay. Follow? Good? Horror number two. When everything, when all the dust settled, the Ragachavar revealed to us this fundamental machlaikis between the Rambam and the Ravid. Can Chazal, it's a very interesting machlaikis, can Chazal institute a halacha midrabanan that's purely mental? It doesn't have any actual effect on one's mycin. You're eating the same matzah. But can Chazal, can Chazal and would Chazal add in a layer the mitzvah that you're doing anyway, which is not being affected by anything? Just think something more. Could Chazal do that? Would Chazal do that? Says the Ravid, Hevel. Chazal, no such thing. If, it's a Durabon, if Chazal are trying to do a Durabonin, it has to be tangible. If it's not tangible, uh, theoretical Durabonins don't exist. Says the Rambam, what are you talking about? Why not? You're doing it anyway, isn't it? I understand. What, Chazal could add a layer of intention and a layer of thought and a layer of, 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 of internal communication that you're doing with that Misa. So Machlegis Rambam writer. Okay. Why does the Rambam go like this? And why does the Ravid go like that? Why would the Ravid like, like die for his shita? And the Rambam would die for his shita. We're sitting back and listening to this. Hopefully, hopefully it's understood a little bit. And you think, oh, I hear both. I, I, I hear both. Like, uh, if you told me the Rambam, the Rambam is right, I hear. The Ravid, I also hear. So, what, so why is the Rambam, so what makes the Rambam go this way and the Ravid go that way? Okay. So this is where I'm going to introduce an idea in Pnumia Satyra. It is like this. There's a there's a, a, a there's a, a yisoid that we have from the Mukubalim, which is that every every Tyra that we find from a Talmud Chacham, we talk about Rishayim, Rambam, and Ravid for sure. And earlier, Allah has come Kamba. Every Torah that we have from them, if it's authentic and it's real and it's Torah Samus, which it certainly is, in the Rambam and the Ravid, it has to be coming from the very root of their Nisham. So when we, whenever you have a machlekes like this, Rambam and Ravid, the question is not what Gemara, I mean, you have to work through the sugyas as well, but when you boil it all down to its very, very base, the Rambam will be able to handle all the Gemaras, and the Ravid will be able to handle all the Gemaras. So the Rayas are not really what's forcing the Rambam to go this way and the Ravid to go that way. Really, when it boils it down to, the, to, its, to its truth, there's something about the Nisham of the Rambam that com- that's communicating itself in this, particular, in this particular way, and the Ravid's Nisham is communicating itself in another particular way. So to answer the question of why the Rambam goes this way and why the Ravid goes that way, you have to answer a much more important, the more fundamental question, which is, who was the Rambam? And who was the Ravid? So none of us can uh, claim to do that, but we had Siddiquim, that we're able to do such a thing. There's a Rishner. The Rishner, Eilig Rishner, Eilig Rishner said that the Nisham of the Rambam and the Rambam in his Tkufa was the Bechina, was the element, was the aspect of Mashiach ben David. Just like Mashiach ben David, what does Mashiach ben David do? Mashiach ben David gathers all Klai Yisrael and Teres Yisrael, Kibbutz Goliath, yeah? So we know that every year is a piece of a Torah, right? 600,000 letters. So what did the Rambam do to Torah? Kibbutz Goliath. He took all of Halacha, which was scattered throughout all of Bavli, Yushalmi, Sefra, Sefri, and everything, and he gathered them together into one place in an organized way, each one in their own Shevet, you know? What the Rambam did to Halacha is exactly what Mashiach Mandavid is going to do to Kla Yisrael. The Rambam, the, Ram, the whole Rambam's entire focus was, uh, you know, Mashiach comes, Mashiach Mandavid comes, it's a time of Menucha, right? 
The Rambam wrote his Sefer Mishnah without any Mamre Kaimas, without any back and forth in Papulam. It's not a Taisvis. The Rambam, even though we, you know, we turn it into Taisvis, right? The Rambam wrote his Sefer to be read the Pashtas, because as a as a soul of Mashiach Ben David, he's trying to create a Menucha Dika atmosphere. So the Rambam is Mechina Mashiach Ben David. No, the Rambam is Mashiach Ben David. Then his, his masig, the one that both completes him by arguing with him, which is the Ravid, is going to be Mashiach ben Yosef. Mashiach ben Yosef. So the Rambam is Mashiach ben David, said the originator, and the, Ram, and the Ravid, who both completes the Rambam, and you have a, 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 a set of Rambam, whether it's Frankel or not, Frankel always has a Ravid in it, yeah? So a, a full Rambam means you have Ravid. A full gula is not only with Mashiach ben David, a full gula is with Mashiach ben David, ushered in by Mashiach ben Yosef. Even though they're different from each other, and even to a certain degree they fight with each other, like Yehud and Yosef, but they complete each other. Okay, fine. Number one. Number two. There's a teaching from the Vilna Gaon. The Vilna Gaon taught us, he said like this, what is the role of Mashiach ben Yosef in gula, and what is the role of Mashiach ben David in gula? They're both Gaelim, they're both Mashiachs, they're both redemptive Energies. What do they? What do they? What does each one contribute? Said the Vilna like this: Mashiach, the ultimate redemption means the Jewish people returning to our stature, both in body and in soul. Body. What does body mean? So the Vilna says he writes this, whether people like it or not. The Vilna writes this that the geula of the body means the Jewish people returning to Eretz Yisrael, Molay Kaima, with a full developed stature, with a full developed economy, and living a healthy physical way. And anything involved, that's obviously according to halach and so on, involved in building the physical infrastructure and the physical body of the Jewish people on a national level or even on an individual level for a person to become healthier physically, that's an aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef. Just like Yosef in Mitzrayim. Heilachem Zorah. Yosef Atzadik in Mitzrayim supported the Jewish people physically. That's one part of the redemption. That's the body of redemption. Said the Vilna Gaon, but there's another element that's called Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. What's Mashiach ben David? If Mashiach ben Yosef is the body, just like Yosef Atzadik supported the Jewish people physically in Mitzrayim, Ves Yehuda Shalach Lafan of Gaishna, Yehuda was sent to Mitzrayim. Why? Says says Rashi to build the yeshiva. Whereas Mashiach ben Yosef is the redemption of the body, Mashiach ben David is a redemption of the soul. That's the the way to frame Mashiach ben Yosef with Mashiach ben David. Now let's go back. The Rambam is Mashiach ben David. The Ravid is Mashiach ben Yosef. Anyone that's a Mashiach ben David personality, like the Rambam, is always going to see the soul as very real. But if you're a Mashiach ben Yosef personality, like the Ravid, the soul is not real. What's real is the goof. What's real is the tangibility, the physicality. So let's go back. We had a Machlegas, Rambam, Ravid, said the Ragud Shavar. Can Chazal, you have a mitzvah of matzah, which the, mit, the physical mitzvah of matzah is not being affected. Nothing's changing in the physical mitzvah of matzah. What's being changed? What's being affected? The intention of the person when you eat matzah. Is that real or not? Is that vapor? Is that, is that just a theoretical idea or is that mamish, mamish uh, possible to do? Because the Ravid is Mashiach ben Yosef, and Mashiach ben Yosef is oriented towards the guf. So in terms of the goof of the mitzvah, which is the act of eating matzah, nothing happened. Nothing changed. What are you talking about? The machshav of the person? Zehevel. That's because the raivet is coming from the world of Mashiach ben Yosef, where everything is oriented to the goof. So you have this mitzvah, which also has a goof and neshama. The goof of the mitzvah is eating the matzah, and the neshama of the mitzvah is what you're thinking about when you eat it. 
the cause of the Ravid is what? Is, a, is, is coming from Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yosef, which is Guf. So his entire orientation to the mitzvah is always going to be Guf oriented. So as far as the Guf is concerned to the mitzvah, was anything changed by this Darabonan layer? No. Then the Darabonan doesn't exist. But the Rambam, who's Mashiach ben, ben David, who's oriented from the Neshama, the Neshama of this mitzvah means that your intention when you're doing the mitzvah, that's Mamish real. So, as long, so of course Chazal could add a layer of intention to the mitzvah. I, the body's not being affected. The whole orientation of the Rambam is soul, not body. As Mashiach ben David. So because of that, of course the Rambam is going to hold that you could add a layer of Darabonan that doesn't have a tangible effect in the body. Where does it have a tangible effect? In the soul of the person. That's real. But the Ravid says, that's not real. The real thing is the guf. That's the most tangible thing. If it doesn't have an effect in the guf, it doesn't have an effect, it, then, it's, then it's not real. What, what, what comes out of all of this, with all the arichas and the confusion, but what comes out of all of this is an amazing insight. And this is just one of the many examples that we can do, that, 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 that we find in Yiddishkeit, which is that what starts off as a machloikas, as just fighting with each other, fighting with each other, fighting with each other, through the lens of Pneumia Satyra, what emerges out is that it's still machloikas. It's still disagreement. But they're both actually coming to build one bigger structure of redemption. And both the Ravid is coming to build the redemption of the body. The Rambam is coming to build the redemption of the soul. And although body and soul are different, you need both and they both come together. So in this sugya of dipping matzah into charesis, by the time it's being nowadays, the, 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 what's, what's being what's being built on a, on a deeper level is the entire construct of Gula itself. Both the element of Mashiach ben David, which is the Rambam, and the element of Mashiach ben Yosef, which is the Ravid. Halach l'maysa, dip the mar into charesis. That's halach l'maysa. We don't dip matz into charesis, you don't do that. Maybe because nowadays we're still stuck in Gaulus and we're with Mashiach ben Yosef, so uh, we pass like the Ravid nowadays, I guess. But uh, I guess another element of halach l'maysa we could take from this is that we, 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 we don't, like... Baruch Hashem, the Rabbi Hashem gave us a Torah and we're able to do mitzvahs and we, we get used to things. We have no idea what we're tapping into. Every mitzvah by itself you hone into, you dig deeper, it's mamish, an entire universe, entire universe unto itself. And that itself creates a certain year of Shemayim and a year of Sarayimus. Hashem should bless us. Shtak v'zaychet to come into Pesach, v'briyas ha-guf, v'briyas ha-nefesh, and to be able to see the redemption on all fronts. Kamimiyas l'artzayim. Kamimiyas ha-guf, and kamimiyas ha-nefesh, v'briyas ha-nefesh, v'briyas ha-nefesh, v'briyas ha-nefesh, v'briyas ha-nefesh, v'briyas 